0: Hello ninjas and ninjas. Welcome to another episode of the Exposure Ninja digital marketing podcast. This show is all about helping you to generate more leads and sales from your website. My name's Tim. I run the show and uh, also run Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency based in the UK. In this week's episode, I'm joined by Jamie Newbury from Picture This Clothing. Picture This Clothing is a very, very exciting story from a standing start with no investment capital whatsoever. They did $759,000 in sales in their first year. They did this by having a fantastic product that went viral. So Jamie's come onto the show to talk through the process, what they did to prepare for that, what they did to set up the business in a way that would make that virality at launch most likely. A really interesting story, and uh, Jamie's very open with, the, with with how they built it and the challenges that they had. Um, I have to also apologise for my voice. Uh, it's not particularly strong this week. I went to the football, Nottingham Forest versus Arsenal, and the underdogs won. I love a good underdog story, so I screamed myself hoarse. But anyway, if you enjoy this show, then you can check out the show notes by going to ExposureNinja.com forward slash episode 89. All one word, no spaces. ExposureNinja.com forward slash episode 89. Also, I need to ask you, they've told me to ask you, um, if you enjoy the show and you want to leave a review on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find it, that would be very much appreciated. The reviews really, really help with visibility. It also shows us what you like and what you don't like. Um, so if you like the show, then go and leave a review. If you don't like the show, then well, maybe don't leave a review. Um, or you can just email me with your comments instead. I'll fix it and then you can leave a review. How about that? Anyway, without further ado, enjoy the show with Jamie Newbury from Picture This Clothing. Jamie, welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) So you run Picture This Clothing and you've built this company to $759,000 in your first year. With no outside investment, is that right?
1: That is absolutely correct.
0: Okay, that's amazing. Maybe to start off with, you could describe the business to this person who has not heard of you yet.
1: Yeah, so I mean, the most simple version of what it is, is wear your imagination. You print out a coloring template, you color it, it's a dress or a t-shirt, you color it, you take a smartphone photo, upload it to our website, And in a couple of weeks, we send it back ready to wear. You know, we started with kids wear and we offer adult sizes now too in both the t-shirts and the dresses.
0: Awesome. So going back to the start, this was August 2016. Is that right? Correct. So at that point, you're working full time. And am I right in saying you made a dress yourself your daughter had designed, right? And that's how it kind of kicked off.
1: Yeah. So we were home for Christmas break, basically, on holiday. And you know, so my kids are home. I worked from home at the time. So sometimes keeping kids busy is, you know, an activity in itself. But my youngest daughter, Zia, was she was just, you know, coloring, doing what kids do. And she comes over, she brings this drawing of a rainbow dress over and she's like, look at this dress I made, Mom. She's so proud of it. And I'm like, yay, another rainbow dress, you know. i kind of like, okay, woohoo! another pile of art for this, you know, the stack of art that we have. But I look at it and I think, you know, it's simple enough. I bet I could make that. Like I have 4-H level sewing skills, pretty basic sewing skills. I could probably make this. It was kind of like a bunch of lines, like rainbow lines put together. So I took her to the fabric store and about, you know, almost $100 worth of fabrics and supplies later, we go home. <laughs> And then over the next three days and about 12 hours, I'm pretty good about logging my time, how much time I spent on stuff. So I spent about 12 hours and three days um, patterning a dress, cutting the pieces, sewing it together and fitting it to her. And when she put it on at the end, you know, it was all done. She puts it on and she's like, I'm wearing my imagination. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's so that's awesome. Like that's an amazing moment to experience as a parent with your child. And, you know, and that wasn't the aha moment though, for the business that, that became. <laughs> so, so, you know, she wore this dress for a couple months and she wore it everywhere. She wouldn't take it off. You know, she had to peel it off for her to wash it. <laughs> and, um, and, but like my boyfriend, Ken, he, he was like, oh my gosh, you have something here. Cause everywhere we would go, people would compliment this dress. They were like, Oh my gosh, where'd you get this dress? And she's like, I made it with my imagination. And, you know, she's like, I created it with my mind. And just hearing that and seeing that was really amazing. And so he's like, you've got something here. You should do something with this. And I'm, I was like a COO. I have, I have a web design background, but at the time I had, you know, I was a COO for a, a web app development company, like all tech kind of stuff. i Been an advisor and coach and all these things, but that like sewing, I was like, no, I'm not going to become a (laughs) seamstress. Nowhere near the realm of anything I ever want to do for a living. Like it was fun for my kid once, you know. So we kind of just put it on the shelf. It's definitely we we explored some business plans and ideas around it and costs and stuff, but nothing really panned out or made sense from a business perspective. And then a couple months later, Ken, my boyfriend, comes back and he goes, you know, I think. I think I've got it. And he's like, "What if they actually wore the drawing rather than trying to recreate it as I did with the first dress that I did for Zia? What if we just, you know, printed it out as they drew it and sewed that together? If we came up with a basic enough shape, so you know, I, I came up with the A-line tank dress. Ken turned that into a very simple black and white coloring sheet that you can print out from the website." And we, we started with that. We started doing some prototypes. We pulled in a couple friends who could help us find somebody who could actually create these things, like the the type of printing that we needed. So Ken's really savvy in that. We researched a bunch of stuff. We have a friend, our friend Ignacio, who actually ended up doing the website in exchange for some equity. So you know, it was one of those deals where like, hey, we have this idea, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> great, I'm in. Um, you just have to, you know, work. He owned his own business and. He was basically just like, "Yeah, I'll do it as long as you aren't in a hurry." And we were like, "Cool, we're not in a hurry. It's a side project, little passion thing. We want to see if it'll work out." So, yeah, we spent about ten months doing that. Just kind of, um, we all had our own things. Ken is uh, half of the iOS app for Reddit, um, or you know, Reddit app called Narwhal. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that was his thing that he was already. Him and and this guy Rick were already doing that. That was their full-time thing and we all had full-time stuff going so you know this was just like let's plug away at it as we can and see how it goes so yeah I feel like I'm talking non-stop and not giving you a chance to
0: <laughs> no it's fantastic it's such a good story I love that your daughter not only Designed the product, but kind of came up with a tagline as well.
1: Yes, like because that's not, you know, it's one of those things. Like I, I would have never come up with that, wearing my imagination. <laughs> it's just it was too perfect. And and then, you know, so once, I guess like 10, you know, about 10 months later, it was around July of 2016, Iggy, Iggy Ignazio, the guy who did our website. So Ken and Iggy worked on all the visual design and branding. I took photos of my daughter and her best friend Gigi, who are still the two main characters on our website. And and their friend Zion is the little boy. But yeah, I took po- photos of them with my iPhone, you know, just like here, put on some prototypes. Let's try this. Gave them to Iggy to put into the website. They made it look beautiful. And then we, I don't know, we tested it with like five friends we, with kids that we were like, Hey, will you just try this out? Kind of a beta test, small focused little group of five people. They did it. They placed their orders On the website, we produced the product, we sent it to them, we took their feedback, we had to adjust some sizes. And then that was it. We were kind of like at a point, well, we may as well just put this out in the world and see what happens. We have very low expectations. We thought it'd be awesome if we sold like one or maybe 10 a month was like our big Uh, ambition, but we knew we had something cool. We thought it was a very cool idea. We all have like product design and development experience under our belts. And so, you know, it was really um, important to us to really simplify it to three simple steps, you know, just like print and color, take a smartphone photo upload, and then we'll send it back like super, super simple. We wanted to make it as simple as possible. Um, We had a lot of questions. Would people actually Go to your website, print something out, and then come back to actually place the order. That was something, you know, we were like, let's just test the market here. This is just a proof of concept. But as a proof of concept, it was it was ready to go. It was pretty much what you see now. We've expanded the site a little bit, but it was built in WordPress templates, just something like lean and mean and easy to launch with a WooCommerce background uh, backend for the, the e-commerce side. And, you know, there's like something that we knew we could sustain and make sales with but that wasn't too complicated and didn't cost a lot of money up front. So we we spent very little. It was mostly time is what we spent. You know, I think we each put in like 500 bucks to get this thing started with prototypes and then a lot of time across 10 months. So so we, we got ready and we decided that August 16th was the day. I mean, I think we decided that the day before. We're like, how about tomorrow? So <laughs> I was like, great, I'll, I'll just post the tweet about it tomorrow from my personal account. So like 6 a.m. on August 17th, 2016, I posted this tweet that just said, like, hey, check out this thing I made with some friends or some friends that I made. And it had a link to it, which, you know, automatically pops up a picture in in Twitter. And it, you know, did pretty well. Like, it seemed like it was doing all right. You know, like people were sharing it. People were like, oh, that's really cool. But by the end of the day, we had a write-up in TechCrunch and our site crashed. And it was just like oh my gosh, <laughs> like, wow. whoa. didn't expect that, did not see that coming. But the initial response was very positive. And I think I had like, you know, I think I had like 8,000 Twitter followers at the time. And, you know, I'm not like super huge on Twitter or anything. I got a modest amount of followers and, and that was cool. I do think that, you know, some folks in my own network have a lot more street cred than I do and probably shared it. And that probably helped. So thank you, people who shared. <laughs>
0: So I'm interested to dig into that day. I mean, firstly, also it's amazing to hear about people monetizing their children. Um, I'm just about to have my first, and I've—I was even thinking about setting up a separate podcast for people who've monetized their children, effectively. Um, So you have to come back and check out that. But that first day when you sent out that tweet, so you know every day there's probably what I don't know ten thousand new businesses which are launching with a tweet and they don't get a write-up in TechCrunch, they don't get a write-up anywhere and they just sink without a trace. What was different about this product, your business, this situation that meant you started to get that traction, do you think?
1: I think that it's a really good idea. And when you see it, the visual of it, it was well executed because I think we could have done it poorly and not gotten the, the, you know, the attention that we got. I think if we had executed it poorly, it would not have received that. But we did put the time and effort, the care. And, you know, we know that design is very important. We're all designers, the three of us, you know, we have design backgrounds, that's where we come from. And so design was super important to us. And design is a lot more than making it pretty. And I don't think a lot of people give design enough credit. You know, it was the design of it is the visual appeal, but it's also, it's how you interact with this and how you understand what this product is and why you want it. And, you know, seeing these kids holding this piece of paper with their artwork on it, standing, you know, while they're wearing an exact replica. And that's the thing that's kind of cool. Like there's a lot of people that are, you know, we get a lot of stuff. People initially were like, how is this different than cafe press or any screen printing? Well, it's not screen printing. First of all, we're using sublimation printing. We're able to do seam to seam front to back. Everything that you see on that coloring sheet is reproduced exactly. It's just scaled up into a dress size or t-shirt size. We want it to be as perfect and awesome as possible. And then we do like a nice little detail with the the child's signature. Same, we started with kids stuff, but the artist's signature goes in the hem. So um, on the coloring sheet, it says made by or designed by, and they write their name and we take their handwriting and we embed that in the, there's a little picture of it basically um, in the hem. So it's very personalized, it's a keepsake.
0: Just going back to the viral stuff, and when you got written up in in TechCrunch, was there anything that you did during that period to to stoke that fire or at least help it to continue burning? I'm guessing with things like, for example, the pictures of the kids holding their drawing and then you see them in the dress and you're like, okay, I get that. I immediately understand what this business is. So I guess there's stuff like that, which you, which you designed and which really, I guess, helped give it a bit of viral lift when people started sharing it because they could see and understand it very quickly. But w- was there anything you guys were consciously doing or was this just sitting back going, holy moly, where's this going to end?
1: <laughs> okay, so I'll try to answer this because I know I get excited and go off topic a little bit. But okay, so we definitely thought about this sort of thing before we launched, right? Like like you said, with the picture, like making sure it's very clear in one moment of looking at a picture of what it is, you get exactly what it is. And I think that's hugely important. Like we, we rode on that for a very long time. And then also just the, the images themselves, right? Like, like we had this adorable, my daughter had drawn Pusheen the cat on a scooter, which is like a popular picture of Pusheen, but it was her version of it. And that was one of the dresses and like people loved it. Like people commented about, I would wear that, you know, you get even the TechCrunch writer who wrote about it was like, I would totally wear that all day long. Like, you know, I mean, it was just, it was such a cool thing. So I think just having that, like that really easy to communicate visual that's easy to pass along. I think that's a, a really key element and you make it really easy for people to share what you're doing and make it easy for people to understand. I, I think if you can do that, that simplicity is really, really key. But then also a good aesthetic and you know, and that's something that I leave to Ken and Iggy. They have a great aesthetic sense. I stopped designing in like 2008. So I just, I don't even think about that stuff as much anymore. I, I, I tell them if I like it or not, but I try to offer, offer you useful feedback. But it's not my area of expertise as much as it is there. So I trust them very much and finding people you trust and then backing off and letting them do their job is very important. And and I say that in regards to designers. Designers are great when they're good.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so, you know, I think having that and then to kind of bring it back to like, so we got this tech crunch write-up. Did we do anything to kind of perpetuate that? Well, it, it crashed our site first. So first, you know, all our attention was on like, to get the site back up and running, make sure it can handle more. The next day, we were featured on Product Hunt. So it was like, whoa, something else came up. And then the day after that, somebody reached out to me from Disney's Babble.com, which is like a parenting blog. And, you know, so they reached out and asked for an interview. I immediately accepted and did the interview later that same day. And that interview didn't launch until about four or five days later. Um, but so, all this buzz was happening. Like every day, it seemed like something interesting was coming up. So, you know, like we launched on a, a Wednesday, I think. We had the TechCrunch write-up. Then we had Thursday, we had Product Hunt. Friday, we had com. Saturday, a company called NowThis, um, a news media group, that does now this reached out to us and asked for an interview. We did a Skype interview on Saturday morning. um, And they made a video out of it, which launched about a week later, which would have put us right about Labor Day of 2016. They launched it on a Sunday. Okay. So Backing up a little, the first five days, we saw one or two sales. So we had all this crazy buzz. And I think way. expected that we were just making tons of sales, but it were only a few sales. So we were kind of like, okay, well, I'm glad that we just did this as a proof of concept, you know, because like maybe it's really great for people to get excited about, but they're not doing the thing where they go to their computer and print it out and then actually take a photo and come back and place the order. Maybe that is a hangup that we need to, to think about. But the buzz was so amazing, you know? And And then Wednesday, so we launched on a Wednesday, we get all this buzz, like every day there was something new. And I do have like a chronology of that in a Medium post that I did. So I can share that link with you later if you're interested. But um, I I did log like what happened every day for like the first seven days. But it wasn't until that the following Wednesday, one week later, the babble.com post went live. And from there we started to see a bump in sales, like a pretty significant bump in sales. We were like, oh, but it was also like more media picked us up from that. Huffington Post picked us up, Board Panda picked us up. We started getting calls from like, like Michaela who does a newscast in LA, like a headline news network we got a calls from like Harry Connick Jr., Amy Poehler Smart Girls reached out to us for an interview. I was flying to New York. I was flying to LA. I was flying back to LA. And, you know, so it was to do all these interviews. And, and basically anybody who reached out, we did, we talk to, you know, <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> so, we, so, and I was the face of the company, basically, this is very much, um, and it was interesting because I, I felt like we tried to tell the story how it was. I mean, Ken was really the nexus of this idea. It started, it was a very collaborative idea, but uh, the media kind of put their own spin on it. it. was like this, you know, mom comes up with this amazing yeah. idea, you know and I'm like? Well, yeah, I mean, I am a mom and I'm proud of that. But anyway, so like really controlling the message was very difficult. They, they kind and it took their own message, but we just thought, you know what, whatever. Let's let it go. Cause like the buzz is good and you can't you can't pay for this kind of buzz. I mean you can, but you really have to sink a lot of money into it advertising why. We did not sink a penny into it. People were making videos. So all these things started picking up Huffington Post, um, you know, Board Panda, Scary Mommy, everybody's reaching out, doing things. A lot of people were not actually talking to us, but just writing their own posts. And a lot of them were picking up that I had done a blog post. The same day we launched that just said like kind of a companion piece, like how the idea, how we came up with the idea. So I launched that the same day, just so if people were curious, we had some footprints on how the idea happened because we have had a lot of rip offs since then. But it's good to have sort of your footprints on what you did, how you, how you came up with the idea. And so I did that and I had a picture of the original dress, my daughter wearing the original dress. I'm like, it started here. And then, you know, it evolved from there. And a lot of news folks picked up that first picture. And I think, you know, like, so we ran into a lot of people that like, confused about what we did. Like, I don't understand why I have to print out something. Don't we just send you a picture and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, no, it, 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 it kind of worked out. <laughs> we, I mean, we had to answer that, but you know, yeah.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. You did answer because you said, obviously the thing was designed with that in mind. And then that blog post, I guess, was almost your it's kind of like your media kit, isn't it? It is. the it is. Yeah, you want to write about us, here's, here's the story, here's the thing that you're going to be most interested in. I think most of the time when a business launches, the founder wouldn't think of even writing that. So actually, when you go on their website, there's no real story that people can buy into if they did want to write about you. So you've kind of given them that straight away.
1: And that was hugely important to me to make sure people did know the story because it was a story. I mean, this is a story of this idea that happened right here in our own home with our family, you know, and just like super fun and super cool. And you take a lot of negative criticism, interestingly, even if it's a fun, cute, innocent idea. But being able to handle that gracefully, I think, I, th- I feel like we did it very well. But yeah, it, you're, you you got to be prepared for that in some way.
0: People are shits.
1: <laughs> they can be so mean. <laughs> it's amazing what people come up with. And we launched with only dresses. It was so funny. I, you know, we did that because we really wanted to test the market before investing money and time into t-shirts because we started down the path of t-shirts. And, um, we realized it was going to be a much more time consuming and expensive endeavor because t-shirts have sleeves and you got to figure out how to align them and the collar and, and all of this, there was so much work that needed to go into t-shirts where were like, let's not spend the time and the money until we know that people will actually do this. Oh yeah. And then to kind of pick up that, I'm going to jump right back. I'm all over the place here. Um, <laughs> jumping right back to babble.com did their post, went live on a Wednesday The Now This News Media video interview, they had edited together a really nice video and they launched it. I think I started to mention this. They launched it the day before Labor Day. So that was like the following Sunday, about two weeks after, almost two weeks after we launched. On that Sunday, they launched it within 24 hours. It had like 3 million views. So they have clearly like great reach. And that's when we saw our sales. Like that day, the um, Labor Day, we had uh, almost ten thousand dollars in sales that day, which is that's huge for, you know, we were like, oh my God. And we haven't we hadn't even shipped a single order yet. So, you know, like <gasps> oh. we were like, oh my God. We only had like eight orders or something up to that point. And then all of a sudden they just poured in and we were like <gasps> Okay, here we go. <laughs> like, buckle down, everybody. We're we're uh, going on a ride, a crazy, crazy ride. And with all of that attention comes, you know, viral volumes of email inquiries. And so, you know, the three of us really just handled all of that ourselves. And it was me, Iggy, and Ken. You know, Ken was handling all the image processing, which was uh, an interesting beast in itself. We learned a lot very fast on what we needed to improve. And Ken, being super smart, figured a lot of stuff out very quickly. Iggy helping making sh- making sure that the website didn't break. And when it did, he was fixing it, helping me update sites with like FAQs and stuff that we were getting constantly. I was handling all the media, all the um, customer service stuff. And I was getting like 200 a day. So I immediately started to, I, I found somebody who could help me and Oh my gosh, it was crazy. Anyway, but that that video the, it told the story very well, and that's another one I'm happy to send you the link to if you are interested. Um, it told the story very well, and you know I tried to stay kind of you know I think when when something happens like that, it's important to be a part of the community, so to speak, in responding to things and being there to answer questions and not you know not to get sensitive or defensive when people throw stones because they're going to, but to at least like explain why you made a certain decision. So we got a lot of, and I started to touch on this, but we started with dresses because t-shirts were going to be too costly and in time and money to uh, launch with. It would have slowed us down and stopped us from just getting the idea out there. So we launched with dresses and then we got all of this like hate feedback on like, are you sexist, you hate boys. And so, you know, I put a thoughtful and and very truthful response together that I could kind of copy and paste to those responses. And I wrote a little post on it and everything, but, um, but it wasn't defensive either. You know, it was just like, it was just honest. Like we started because that was, that was really, you know, I have two daughters and, and that was really where the, the, sort of the core idea came from you know and so we just thought we would try it and see if people would even do it we didn't know it was going to go viral we didn't plan for that you know we were able to handle it but we we didn't plan for it so to speak
0: it's really interesting that you kind of went viral for a fair amount of time before the sales really went viral
1: yeah it was weird (laughs)
0: were you thinking like oh maybe we've got something that the market doesn't actually want
1: we definitely thought that, especially in the the first like five days, we were kind of like, wow, it's so weird. We're getting all this amazing buzz, you know, um, really amazing buzz and tons of people sharing, but no sales. And we thought, you know, and that's why you test the market. That's why we didn't sink thousands of dollars into this idea. You know, we thought we did it right. We're so proud of ourselves, you know, because maybe this is just a flop after all. And then when it did take off, we were like, oh, we still did it right. <laughs> we still did it right because if we had launched with t-shirts and if for any reason we had doubled the sale, the amount of sales we got because we had t-shirts, there's no way we would have kept our heads above water. We would have drowned ourselves. Mm. And so we were so grateful that we only launched with a single product that cut out half of the marketplace. People tell us we're stupid for that. But honestly, I think we were smart for doing that.
0: Yeah, right. Nothing like... Uh... of sales in a day from a standing start to test your processes, right? Exactly.
1: You know, it was, it was terrifying. (laughs) It was was exciting, but it was so scary, you know?
0: So you spent 10 months kind of behind the scenes building up the website and I guess designing the process and all of that. And the, the website is fantastic, really simple, really easy to use and just nice and clean. Is, is that the site that you launched with or did you launch with something more rough and ready?
1: It's basically what you see today is what we launched with. So um, the we didn't have t-shirts. We did have gift certificates. So we had dresses and gift certificates. So it was the homepage. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that people know, like here's the, I don't think we had to break out the dresses page at that at that time. Now we have, you know, the homepage. We've got like a little blog and some FAQs and stuff. We had FAQs to, to launch we had the homepage was the, what is now the dress page. Um, mm. we didn't have t-shirts at the time, but we did do gift certificates. And it was funny because b- about the day before we decided we were going to announce it, Iggy was doing some stuff in, I don't know, WooCommerce or everything. He's like, Hey, should we launch gift? Should we include gift certificates? And we're like, <laughs> Oh yeah, let's do that. That's a great idea. <laughs> and you know, it's been one, well, I mean, between dresses, gift certificates and t-shirts, gift certificates, we sell, um, man uh, like if we sell 10 dresses we sell 7 gift certificates for every 2 wow so it's it's interesting it's it's really a fantastic thing and we've improved that over time you know we we started with just the digital gift code and then we evolved it to let's do printable gift cards and then now we have printable gift kits. So it's like if you're giving a digital gift certificate, you can make it a lot more meaningful. And sort of like the ads, you know, like you want to understand what it is the moment you see it. So people can print this out. It's got a cover sheet. It's got a little explainer page that with their magic code on it, which is the gift certificate digital code that they enter to, you know, to redeem their gift Uh, when they pay for it. And then it's got a bunch of templates, you print out as many templates as you want. And so we've evolved that just from customer feedback and and our own, you know, we're just listening, really. But the kits, I'm excited about the kits. And we have a lot of vision for where those will go too.
0: That sounds awesome. And it's so simple, isn't it? It's just such a simple thing. They even print it out themselves. So you're just giving them an image that they can... It's so good.
1: (laughs) And you know, it's really cool too, just I have to throw this in there because we were working with a local manufacturer who already was doing sublimation printing and he carries all the inventory. So we didn't have to spend any money on inventory to launch this idea. It's it's, it's an on-demand printing process. So you're not paying, you know, our customers pay us for the order. He fulfills it for us. And now like we're very integrated in that process. He's 15 minutes from our house. Like we're we're there. We we pick up our, you know, I go down and pick up my sister actually picks up all the stuff now, but and then takes it to our ship shop and we pack and ship personally. And but you know, like we're very integrated in the process of of these things, the production of these, but we didn't have to lay down a lot of money, which I think was a great way to start the business because everything that we sold became capital pretty much, you know, after you pay for the cost of goods. But there's a lot of margin there to um, work with to build a new company.
0: How you you launched with a website that is really, really good. Um, How important was it to you to go live with something good quality rather than to just go, you know, you could have gone the other route and just said, right, I'm going to spend a weekend just knocking something up, super basic theme just to test. Do you think that that had implication on how people perceived the brand when you launched?
1: I absolutely think that they had maybe everything to do. it. I mean, the idea itself has to be good. You know, if people want to, you want people to care, you have to come connect emotionally with people with what your product is. And, you know, I think we have a natural product for connecting with people emotionally, but your visual has to support it. It can't be sloppy and careless and, and quick. And we knew that. I mean, I think we've we've known that from our, our background as well. You know, it's, mm-hmm. we've worked in a lot of places that, you know, large corporations that want you to just churn stuff out quickly just to get it out. And I think that can work in some contexts, but I think when you're introducing a new idea, a new brand, you have to to release a very care invested, thoughtful, visual along with it and you know and, it, and it's not just about looking good too because it can be a real pretty piece of crap too you know <laughs> so, there's a balance there i mean you you know there's a story baked into the visual and then the branding you know it's it's like i mean and, and i think this carries through i'm going to kind of relate it to how we deliver the product too so we you know, we print out these things we don't just throw it in a box or a bag or whatever and send it to you we fold them you know, we inspect them, we photograph them, but we, we, everything, every piece is folded. It's wrapped in tissue paper, sealed with a nice little sticker and then put in a bag. And that, that sort of care invested, like it's not just, it's, it's important to us. This is a, a creative piece from the heart, right? And I feel like every detail has to be that care invested all along the way. And, and our whole team is on the same page with that. It's not, it's not just me that thinks that or just Ken that thinks that, but like Iggy's on board with that. And, and Kim, who now runs our, our, shop, she's right in with that too. And, you know, you have to be on board with that, that care invested sense. And that has to be in the visuals with your marketing. Like that's a huge piece of it. You can't just, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there are things where you can test models and AB testing and all of that. I know that that kind of, you know, I have a, I was a user experience designer for most of my career and and I get it, but you know, it's just, I think that you do, you know, if I were any battle I ever had in the corporate environment, that was more frustrating than anything, it was not allowing design the um, time and thought to really accomplish the goal. It's not paint. We're not just painting it you know, pretty. It has to be care invested. It has to be thoughtful. It has to be strategic. And, and I really believe that it made a huge difference for us. I do think we could have done it poorly and it would not have had the same outcome.
0: Well said. I, I want to ask you about social media now. No, It looks like to me using Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and it seems to be Facebook that really (laughs) gives you the kind of best return of your time invested. Is that how you see it?
1: Absolutely correct. And it's funny because we didn't know or expect that.
0: Oh, really? What did you expect?
1: You know, I, I really thought, I think because it was launched in Twitter, and Twitter was always sort of my primary social media tool of, of preference. I don't know, maybe just my age demographic. I don't know. I, Twitter was always the thing that I used the most, right? And the only time I even used Facebook at all was... I had Twitter set up to auto post to my Facebook so that the people and family and friends that I had over there could, you know, be moderately updated and in tune with what's going on with me if they cared. And you know, that was it. That was all I knew of Facebook. And so we knew we needed to set up all the things. We'd set up stuff. We you know we set up Pinterest. We set up. We did all the things. <laughs> set up all the all the social media networks that we could think of. And but we knew that those would be our three that we wanted to focus on. And so yeah, we put most of our effort there, we posted everything identical to start just to see what would happen. And we saw nothing on Twitter. I mean, it's still, it's crickets. I think we have like 500 followers on Twitter. And yet on, um, you know, and we've been we've been around now for just over a year and a half, um, about a year and a half now. And we have 35,000 followers, almost 36,000 followers on Facebook. So Facebook is where we have... The most response, and and then Instagram, we have um, I want to say a seven thousand seventy five hundred something like that on Instagram, and you know, like we see the numbers climb every day, just a little bit. I think it's just, you know, moms, (laughs) moms might be our demographic, people exactly like me, Um, you know, moms who like fun and creativity. I I don't know. I think that that's a huge part of our demographic. And so that's, you know, who we we talk to. They see these happy kids with these happy faces wearing these crazy designs that they made with their imagination. And they're like, yeah, I want my kid to experience that. And so I think it's really understanding who we're talking to. But it took a little learning to really figure out Figure out like who we think we know. You know, we think we know who we're talking to, but you learn by listening and watching and and being a part of that.
0: For sure. So, what w- what's your strategy on Facebook? Obviously, I'm looking at the page, but f- for listeners, how do you post stuff which isn't just "Hey, buy this now, buy this now, buy this now"?
1: Okay, so this is a really interesting question, and and you know, I don't have a simple answer. One of the the most obvious answers, though, is. We are so lucky to have a product that people want to share. So our our very core first image, you know, of the first ones that I took of my daughter and her best friend Gigi holding the image and wearing their design, same time, one shot. Like people send us that of their kids. We don't ask for that. I mean, we we love that, we encourage that, but people started sending those to us without us even asking. And we were like, hell yes. <laughs> you know, it was just like, it was like, you know, customer generated content is a dream for most marketing, you know, m- any company. And to have something where, you know, these kids are holding up their creations. We're just a, you know, a tool to make their imagination come to life. and And they're sending us those photos. These parents are sending them to us and saying, yes, please share this because my kid is so proud of it. You know, so every day, every single day, and I I mathed this out. I know math is not a proper word, but um, I figured this out one time. One time, I did the calculation for all of the images that we've received, and this includes just product shots. So we we weave in, and you can see this more on our Instagram, but on our Facebook, we do galleries of customer created images just from our production shots. But if I posted one single shot every single day. I'd have enough to cover 43 years and have something unique every single day for 43 years um, with the material that has been created from our our customers. Um, So that's the dream in itself as well. So a lot of what we've been doing is just trying to figure out what's useful. So I do a lot of videos. I do a lot of Facebook Live. Here's how, you know, this is something that we see is people really love the other customers' pictures more than they love our pictures. So that's what we focus on. You know, we give them more of what they seem to respond to. And and then when I do the videos, people really like the how to's. And that's just something I kind of new that I'm stepping into. So we want to really evolve the production of our how-tos. And it's something I've just been setting up my iPhone and I do it live on the spot with Facebook Live. That's been a fun thing to experiment with. But now we want to take it maybe a step further, which intimidates me, but I'm sort of the character for the company. So I guess (laughs) it's on me right now. And we're small, you know, we're still super small. We're trying to operate super lean and super smart. But we're working with what we have. We're sort of guerrilla style on things. We just figure it out as we go. But of course, we have plans. We have a lot of plans. We don't just, we don't fly completely blindly. Um, I think sometimes I make it sound like, oh, I don't know, we just try things, you know, but it's never that simple. It's always a lot more pre-thought than maybe it seems. But we don't share a lot out loud either. We just try to put our heads down and do the work rather than talk about it all day.
0: Oh, my next question was where it went. Where next. <laughs> international expansion i thought probably a wider product range and then of course selling more to the u.s market with your existing products
1: so we do already sell internationally we do run into stuff with you know there are always like um vat i don't even know what the proper duty taxes and stuff
0: yeah Uh,
1: uk is particularly hard on us with that so they're they're rough on us but you know australia is awesome. But we've shipped all over the world and and people who are already familiar with what it's like to buy stuff from the US are expecting that already. So, you know, I, and we put a notification on there like, Hey, you know, this isn't, this is not part of our shipping charge, but it may pop up and it's been fairly inconsistent. Interestingly, the, the charge. So I don't know, but (laughs) so we do ship internationally. We ship all over the world. Anywhere USPS ships. That's that's our primary shipping. We've had a couple people, you know, request to use their carrier, DHL or whatever. But um, so we do that. Um, additional products. We have a queue of additional products. I. Uh, have, you know, my team would prefer I keep those on the down low because we do get so many ripoffs. A lot of, a lot of copycats. (laughs) So a lot of copycats out there, which, um, you know, they always say that's flattery. It's flattery to a point. It's also just blatantly like, I don't know, stealing an idea. And so, you know, we protected the best we can, but a lot of them, um, you know, we've seen a lot come and go already too. So that's great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, I don't want to give them too much material to work with, I guess. But we have some really great ideas coming up for for this year, um, and and a lot of it has really just been, you know, expanding a lot of our internal foundation, really making sure we're solid so we can grow strong. So that's been a lot of the last year, and you know, just trying to grow things, figure things out. Everything is new. In inter- you know, we're we've all had some e-commerce experience, but we've never owned an e-commerce company before, so we're learning a lot as we go, but. It's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm stoked. But we definitely have like five years of plan. We get a lot of ideas from people too. People are like, oh, you should do ties. You should do aprons. You should do ba da ba da we are like, we know. We got it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to a certain point when we're ready. But we're also, we know exactly what we want to make next. I mean, we know our next three products for sure. We've got a backlog of, of things that we will consider. But it has to fall into what makes sense for our customer base. And, you know, expanding the customer base that we Want so we're we're pretty particular about what we where we go from here.
0: It's understandable. I think if if I knew that there were competitors listening, I'd be like, yeah, we figured out a way to print on leather Doc Martens and then just watch them put themselves out of business trying to figure it out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like good good luck with that. And you know, I think where a lot of people fall short in that uh, in the competition is the customer service. And uh, you know, our customer service is excellent. I mean, we do the best we can. And you're not going to make everybody happy 100% of the time. But you know, like I, I, I'm a former Zappos person, I know how important customer service is. there went through the training saw in action and I stand by Zappos customer service 100%. And I want, you know, mine's not exactly the same as Zappos. They're a huge billion dollar company and I am not, but I do what I can. We do what we can and we care. We genuinely care. We genuinely want happy customers and we work with people. So, um, you know, like I I think that we're, we do well on customer service. And I think that helps us stand apart from a lot of these um, other copycats.
0: I would guess another thing that helps you stand apart is how well thought out everything looks. There's like a, there's a confidence and an authority that comes from good design. Do you know what I mean? It's you, you go on, for example, if you go on the Zappos website versus some much newer startup business, you, you kind of get the feeling that this is a well-established thing and it's been very thought out and, uh, yeah, for me, that that's like a it's like a an unconscious signal. Yeah. This is the market leader. These are the originals. Credit credit to you guys for 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 putting the work in up front to, to to do that. It's not easy to do, is it?
1: It's not easy, and I do think that's so important because you're asking people to give you money blindly, like you're a company that they have never heard of, and yeah, like you're you're asking for their money, and they're trusting you with it. something that they don't get right away like it takes you know seven to ten days for
0: us to ship this most of the
1: time sometimes up to 30 depending on how great the image is that we get So, (laughs) so yeah you know
0: i also love how you've done a you've done a minimum viable product but when when most people think about mvps they miss out the viable and they just think minimum product and they just think it's okay to just stick up some crap and test it. And then if it goes well, then, hey, well, we'll actually put some effort in. So I think you guys have done a really, really good job of that. Um, Yeah, respect. And I encourage people to check it out. If if the listeners want to check out the video that you mentioned, or the link to your blog post about it, then you can go to exposioninja.com forward slash episode 89. And there'll be show notes there with the video embedded as well. Uh, Jamie, is there anything else that you want to uh, want to tell our listeners? Anything else that they should be bearing in mind if they're imagining going on a journey like you have with? picture this clothing
1: oh man (laughs) buckle your seatbelt. it's crazy (laughs) i wish i had something really amazing to to share i you know i i would love to throw out that like i'm always happy to answer questions if people want to reach out i i love um having interactions like this and i really appreciate you including me in your show i learn a lot from other people and i hope that people can learn something from our experience as well and thank you for being so kind about how we did it
0: No worries. I would suggest that the takeaway would be do a good job of your first product. (laughs) Yeah, Make it something people actually want. I think that's such an underrated thing.
1: I think so too. good, Good point.
0: Anyway, thank you so much, Jamie, for joining us and thank you everybody for tuning in.
1: Thank you, Sam.